Blog Talk Radio. Hey, we're Farewell Angelina. And you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. You press it to your lips like it's your last. Light it up and take another track. When I see the way you're holding it, I kind of wish that cigarette was me. The cloud of smoke there's Welcome to 
another edition of Asian Mark. Today on the show, we welcome super talented singer songwriter Bryn Black. We'll talk with Bryn about her career, music, and, and, and anything she's working on that, that she can talk about. And this should be fun. And spoiler alert before we bring Bryn on, this girl is impressive. Uh, uh, there was something I read that we'll, we'll most likely talk about that just absolutely blew me away. And we'll, 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 I'll talk about that. So, um, I think with that, uh, let's go ahead and welcome the, the, uh, super talented, incredibly sweet Miss Bryn Black to the show. Hey, Bryn, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, um, thank you again for doing this today. Absolutely. Where are you at in the world? I don't think I know this. I am about uh, three hours west of Nashville. So, okay. Western I know Okay. You sound so like it, you might have a North Carolina yeah. accent, so I wasn't sure. Now, uh, I'm, I'm a born and raised Tennessean, so there you Love go. Love it. Born okay. and raised. <laughs> Love it. Well, so, your accent uh, is fantastic. Um, it makes me feel at home, so thank you. Absolutely. So, um, uh, as we mentioned earlier, um, you're here on kind of a historic day uh, for the show. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm glad to be making history with you. Uh, uh, let me explain, folks. Uh, uh, my buddies over at the Ty Bentley Show, if you've heard them at all, um, they do what's called the a 10-minute tune every morning. And Bryn um, just became the first artist to play the 10-minute tune and be on the show on the same day. Yes. I can hear everybody clapping so it, listening. Okay. <laughs> I wish I had a, had, a, had a clap track on here. I wish I had, had a clap sound effect, yeah, but I don't. Know. So... And for you, because it's, it's really cool that we this all worked out tonight. This is cute. So, um, um, before we get into um, the actual interview, um, why don't you just kind of um, um, tell the listeners how you got into music in the first place? Um, I don't know. It was just like in me. I mean, um, my mom. Is a, a show choir teacher. My parents met because my mom was performing at Bush Gardens, and my dad was an audio engineer at the time. And um, yeah, so it just I just came out. I just wanted to be on stage and loved, loved music. Um, I loved singing as soon as I can remember talking. Uh, yeah, so, and music just, I think, was always a friend to me, no matter where I was in life, um, no matter what was happening in my family or at school or anywhere, um, music was just different to me. And so I just, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to make music to, you know, uh, be a friend to other, um, you know, people out there that might need it like I did. And, and, and you've used, uh, um, your, 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 a musical talent for some, some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, Thank you. 
and not the least one being, you, my friend, have your own music festival. How did that happen? I do. Um, and, and honestly, like, honestly, I'm, like, the face of it, and I definitely do, like, a lot of the leadership work. But there is a team of us, and it it was just on me. I would not – it would not happen. But um, it's called Lyrics on the Lake, and it's in – um, a lake community outside of Roanoke, Virginia. Um, beautiful, beautiful, crystal clear mountain lake. Um, kind of has like a beach kind of vibe. Like it's just really beautiful and great people. But um, I was asked to go and play a benefit concert at a pool party there like several years ago. And it went so well that um, that my friend that was putting it on was like, what do you think about bringing some friends and making this like, you know, a, a music festival, a songwriter festival? And I was like, I can do that, you know, and um, they were like, okay, so we brought 10 the first year, the second year, we brought 20, 30, we brought 50 um, on the 50th anniversary of the lake, um, which was way too much work for all of us, so we kind of leveled out, uh, we bring about 25 riders and artists to um, the area, and about like 5,000 people come to it, and we raise money for um, a music nonprofit that we started, as well as um, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Nice. That's that, that's pretty impressive. Thank uh, you. I was showing y'all fair uh, that that how 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 impressive that was, and 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 you know, uh, uh um. I speak to a lot of artists on the show, and and very few of them. Uh, uh, well, uh, most of them. I mean, I have respect for just I just am respect for uh, for most of them already. But you, I mean, with with everything you do for uh, charities and everything, I mean. I have so much respect for you, um, not only as an artist, but as a person. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, I really appreciate that. I know my mom will appreciate that because she just drilled it into us. Like, we didn't have a whole lot growing up. I mean, she was a single mom, you know, music teacher, um, also, like, waited tables at Denny's. But, like, she always found a way to get back, and she used the power of music and, like, her her choir programs to give back to um you know, others, whether it was, like, if she heard about families that, you know, weren't going to have Christmas or Thanksgiving, like, we figured it out, and, like, we'd give up our Christmas toys or, you know, our Thanksgiving turkey to make sure that they did or to share it with them, and um, and so I think it's just ingrained in me that, especially through the power of music, we have the ability and the gift to bring so much healing um, and to bring communities together and, um, you know, we may not be able to cure a kid of cancer, but unfortunately, yet, but we can definitely, like, go in there and, like, put a smile on their face and maybe give mm-hmm. them the hope, you know, the ability to hope for uh, an extra day or week to fight it um, because we spend that time with them and we're able to, like, you know, play the music and sing along with them and create experiences. And so, um it's just something I'm super passionate about, and I will always do no matter what level I'm at. And, you know, it's like a lot of these clubs, like, wouldn't book me for 
you know, um, for years and years, they wouldn't give me a shot to go in and play at their venue. And I was like, well, I want to perform, and I might as well use it for good and not just so people could go and get right. drunk. I mean, that's fun, too, for them, but, like, and I'm happy to be the entertainer for that, but um, if I can, you know, I want to be out there doing stuff. So let's create opportunities um, to, like, mm-hmm. make a community and, like, get to play music and do good. So it's all kind of worked out. Oh, yeah. And and switching gears uh, uh, to the music side of things, um, I read on your website where you've got to open for uh, for some of the the uh, 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 biggest names in this industry, like, like Ronnie Dunn, Little Big Town, um, Montgomery Gentry, Gretchen Wilson. Um, I can go on and on. But... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask, uh, what have um, what have those artists taught you, either either directly uh, from sticking to them, or or just indirectly uh, from watching them uh, perform? What have they taught you about uh, the industry? So much, um, Darius Rucker, man. I am such a fan of him as an artist, but also as a human being. Like from the very first time I've opened for him like three times now and from the very first time I opened for him um he said he stood side stage and um watched my entire set and like I was the opener the opener on that show so like he definitely did not have to be doing that like he probably had meet and greets he had to go to but he made a point to do that and then when I got off stage he commented on a few of my songs was singing one of them back to me and then invited my band members on his bus to, like, network with his band members and just went above and beyond for me and that he had just met me. Or even probably before he met me, he spent the time to watch my set. And um, he walked my mom to her car to make sure she got there safely. Um, he was just absolutely incredible, and I hope that I – I mean, I try to treat people that way, and I hope that I continue to throughout – my life and my career and then even the second time he not only remembered my name he remembered my mom's name he um you know was like how are you tell me what's going on in your life and I'm like wow like you remember me from a year ago like he is just absolutely phenomenal and I mean he's a great songwriter and performer obviously um and then Alabama man I oh I was in heaven watching them um because oh they, um, yeah, I, I was so excited to open for them. I kept, I kept saying, Al, Al, freaking Bama. I'm playing with Al, Al, freaking Bama. Like, oh, I was so pumped. Um, but I just stood, stood side to and like took it in because they hadn't toured in that area for 30 years and it was packed, but it was like 8,000 people of, um, a generation for the most part was like, a generation that, you know, this was the soundtrack to their lives when they were, you know, teenagers and young adults and people my age. And, like, um, then to not see that artist for 30 years live and to see them and, like, they still put on one hell of a show. And they, some of them have, like, arthritis, and they do what they have to to put on the best show ever. Like, they have to bring a masseuse sometimes if, um, you know, a couple of them have bad carpal tunnel and arthritis and they can't move around stage as much so they get specific massages to be able to put on 
the show that they feel like their fans deserve and that they want to portray. And then they go on their bus and they probably like are in pain, but it's worth it to them. Um, So I was just so inspired by that. And I will never forget that. I even, I wore, um, I bought an Alabama, like a t-shirt after um, the show at their merch booth. And I, I wore it in my music video um, because it just, it meant so much to me. That's awesome. Uh, But yeah, uh, you know, and and I've been doing this, um, covering country music for the past maybe five or six years, and mm-hmm. and I've met uh, I've met major label artists, I've met independent artists, and to me there's there's absolutely no difference in the fact or uh, uh, in the aspect of whoever you meet in this industry, they will treat you like family. Yep, that's it's part of why I love country music. Like, as a songwriter, I get the privilege to write, um, you know, different genres. Just it just helps like your creative brain, you know, um, mm-hmm. that muscle. Yeah. Um, and so I'll just for fun write with, you know, some friends and and colleagues that write other genres, and it's really fun. But like, you know, when I'm out there in LA, like writing pop songs or whatever, like to pitch. Um, or maybe for, like, TV phone placements or whatever, um, people always ask me, like, oh, are you going to go pop? And I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> will I write? Like, I mean, sure, I'll, like, go and, like, sing pop yeah. music for fun. But, like, I love the country music industry because, like you said, it is a family and people treat you like that. And it's, like, humble beginnings, but, like, humble middles and endings, too, like, all across the board. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and like I said, I've been covering this industry for the past maybe five or six years, and and, and there's seriously no other industry that I'd rather be in right now. You know. Amen. Me too. Hundred percent. Um. Um. So I did have a couple of fun kind of kind of get to know you questions. If you're okay with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm an open book. Awesome. Uh, if you could go back and change one thing about your career, would you and what would it be? Oh, gosh, I changed so much. I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would, um, from like an analytical point of view, I would tell like younger Bryn, like, hey, like I know you're eager, but like maybe instead of like, going and trying to run the race, like, maybe ask for some coaching advice first. Um, But at the same time, like, I think it allowed me to make a lot of good, um, like, some good mistakes. Like, um, I learned a lot early on, but, I mean, I was, like, in school, and then I would apply what I learned that day to, like, my career, and I would be like, oh, cool, well, this is how you, um, you know, like, do I don't know like this is how you book a show so I'm just gonna go and call a bunch of shows and like I didn't have any idea what I was doing it was like all trial and error um so that's kind of how I learn anyways like yeah my family they're always make fun of me for it um but I think the only thing I really regret is I turned my back on that little voice inside um 
at one point in my career and I that said like, hey, this person who seems like the greatest person in the world, um, you know, isn't like they don't have your best interest in mind. Um, and I had to learn the hard way. Um, and it caused a lot of um, sadness and grief. And um, yeah, it was it was really hard to go through. Um, so, but I knew I knew there was something inside of me, and, and I think for me, I put you know God in a box and was like. No, you're God, you stay there when God's like, hey, like, let me be outside the box and, um, you know, like, trust that gut, like, I'm talking to you, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. but it was, um, you know, if, if things seem too good to be true, they usually are, and I should have trusted that at one point, but it's all good, live and learn. You know, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up, because, because, uh, um, um, like I told you earlier, I live pretty close to Nashville, and and I make trips up there as much as possible. It's my absolute favorite city in this world. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, you know, uh, um, like you said earlier about about a shady people in the industry. I get it. I, I, I understand it. I'm not naive enough to think there's not people. Uh, uh, with with enough best intentions out there, there's there's a sharks in radio. I'm not going to lie to you, but I genuinely think that probably 85 or 90 percent of the country industry there in Nashville are are genuinely good people. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying a hundred percent are. I'm like a hundred percent agreeing with that statement. <laughs> Because um, there's only, I mean, in right. all industries and all people, I mean, I believe at the core of all human beings, like, that people are good, um, you know, and I think that, but I also know that hurt people hurt people, and that when people oh, yeah. act from a place of desperation, um, it is no different than, like, a starving dog um, that is just, like, gonna, like, if you have a piece of steak, it's gonna rip it out of your hand, because, like, it's desperate. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that's just, like, the nature and, like, you know, you just have to, like I said, trust that gut and, like, just realize, like, you know, if it's not, um, you know, if for some reason your gut is telling you, like, hey, this doesn't make sense to turn it away, but do it, like, that something bigger is, like, waiting for you. And, like, um, yeah, I like to say that, it, I mean, this sounds really crazy and you might be like oh my god this girl's nuts but I came up with this analogy a few years ago at um, Christmas party <laughs> um, that I think that the at least in Nashville the country music industry is like an ice cream sandwich right so you have your people that like first move to town they're like the bottom layer like the, the little I think of like the, the little thin ice cream sandwiches right like the ones that have like the chocolate on the yeah. outside you know what I mean um, mm-hmm. like bluebell or whatever and so that, like, little thin layer, like, chocolate cookie, whatever, is, like, people that just moved to town, right? And, like, then you have this really thick layer, like, the vanilla ice cream, and that's where most of the industry lies. And, like, you can be, at some point, be, like, up at the top, like, close to that top cookie. Like, those are, like, the Scott Bruschetta and the Hillary Lindsay, the pure songwriter, and, like, Carrie DeGuardi, like, those big heavy hitters that, like, 
stay chained to the industry forever and ever and ever. And then um, up there, like Kenny Chesney, right, the Reba, those are like the very top cookie. But like Taylor Swift of the world, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and most of the time, like, you're you're lucky if like you get up to that level too. But like, when your ice cream sandwich mm-hmm. melts, like you're gonna come back in. But like, you'll live most of the time in that like middle part of the ice cream sandwich. But like, to oh, always yeah. try to be like above the middle and like just kind of live at the topper end. Like, as far as the people that you surround yourself with, because like you can't mm-hmm. grow if you're constantly like, you know, around people that are like brand new like you know um right. and that also kind of keeps you away sense. from those desperate people so yeah <laughs> my friends and i love it that analogy. <laughs> yeah. I, you know you know i've kind of taken on this this little uh, piece of advice and i've actually i actually got it from a a tv commercial <laughs> it says uh uh I find somebody that's committed to uh, taking you down because uh, that person that wants to see you fail will will make you level up. Yes, I think I saw that commercial too, and I thought it was awesome. It's incredible. That's I, I, um, that's like my new life motto at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like um, I also. Uh, like to think of it as like you know when um when uh, I mean I don't love like horse racing per se um but you right. know the horses when they do the horse racing they have like the blinders on and they stay in their lane and like mm-hmm. um or like runners mm-hmm. like they're so focused on like right where they're at they don't necessarily look over um and the minute right. they look over they usually trip and so it's also like yeah. hey you know that person like coming up behind you like catching some speed but like just keep focused on like where you're going, because like where you look is where you is is where you go, right? So if you go back, if you yeah. look back, you're gonna keep going back. Mhm. Uh, um, another question I had for you is is, and I ask my guests all this, or I ask my guests this all the time, is uh, when you're when when everything's said and done with your career, thirty, forty years down the road, or whenever that may be. And you've won CMAs, you've won Grammys, you've won you 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 won it all. Uh, what's one thing, or uh, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to leave in the industry? Um, I just want it to be better. I want, um, you know, that I want us us women to. Um, like right now, men are being signed seven to one, um, and that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. I want it to be equal. I want yeah. to be able to hear, like, you know, women to to listen to the radio and be like, oh, cool, like, like I connect with this song and this song because we all have a different perspective. But like, I'm gonna be a part of that change. Um, I want, um, you know, more artists to think outside of themselves a little bit more. And so maybe to inspire that um, with my affiliate free work. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I love, like, the legacy, like, Reba's built, you know, where she's, like, a real estate mogul, and she is an amazing mm-hmm. artist and writer and person and mom and all that stuff. And, and I, I just want people to, like, be excited about, like, me and, like, knowing me as, like, people are when they're, like, 
like, oh, my God, I met Reba. And she was just the same as I thought she was. Like, I want people to feel that right. with me, too. Um, and uh, and I really, um, it's funny you say about Legacy. That's one of my favorite songs. It's actually a Christian song. It's a Nicole Nordeman, um, a, a church song from, like, early 2000s. But um, it really got me thinking. And from, a, you know, high school, it made me think, like, oh, man, if I just put in the words, like, what my, like, prayer is for my whole life, like, it's that. It's, like, um, it's so, and, and this applies to my career, too, because, like, I am my career, it is my life, because it's a product of me, you know, and a facet of my life. But, um, you know, it's, like, it says, like, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I point to you enough? Like, you know, like, did I point to, like, God or the universe or whatever you believe in, um, you know, um, did I point to you enough? Um no, it's not the outside trying. Uh, did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough to make a mark on things? I want to be an offering, um, you know, child of mercy and grace who bless your name unapologetically. I want to leave a legacy. And that's it. Like, that is what my goal is on this earth. You know, uh, and the reason I ask that question is, is I've been doing this show, um, we just celebrated seven years of the show, and uh, and and I've kind of been thinking about about what type of legacy that I want to leave, uh, and not just the radio industry, but a country music in and of itself, because I have mm-hmm. so much love and respect for this industry that... That is just not even funny. I love that. I have so much, I have so much respect for this industry that I'm getting choked up right now. <laughs> but anyway, oh my um, gosh, I love that so much. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, that that beyond anything I do in radio or whatever, I just want to be known as as being a genuinely good dude. Hmm. Well, I feel like you are, so I don't know if that means anything, but yeah, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and and one of the greatest things that and one of the greatest things that 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 has ever happened to me career-wise is I've had had a couple people come up to me and say, "Hey, dude, uh, I've started my own podcast because of what you're doing." Oh my gosh! I'm gonna tell you, Brand. I was like, "You what?" <laughs> because I mean, that is like the absolute most humbling thing I could ever hear. Right? Like you sparked inspiration to someone to like chase their dream, and like it's hard, but like you inspired them to do that. So cool! Congratulations. Right. Well, thank you. And uh. I- and going back to what you said earlier about about Reba and all that kind of stuff, uh, I believe it or not, I actually met Reba about about twenty years ago, and she oh is the absolute absolute sweetest person on this planet. Yep. She's yeah, I met her um, met her at the ACM probably eight years ago, <laughs> and. I had cut my first like EP at her studio at Starstruck and um 
and like I don't know what to say to her when I met her. I just like I was sitting on this like chair and she sits down and she just puts out her hands and says, Hi, I'm Reba And I'm like looking at her like, I'm not your freaking Reba, like I'm dying right now. But I was I was just like I was like, Hi, I'm Bryn and she was like, Well nice to meet you, Bryn You know, it's just super like everything you think. Um I was like my inner child inside was like freaking was like shaking my boots but or my heels. But yeah, she um she was like well, how's her not going? And I was like, oh, it's better now. And I was like, can I just say, like, you were, I told her she was, like, such an inspiration to me. And, like, um, and she wasn't weirded out by that. Like, she was genuinely moved. And then mm-hmm. I said, I cut my, you know, EP at your studio. And I just had so much respect for you as, like, a businesswoman um, and all the things that I said to you earlier. And she was like, oh, my gosh, well, do you have feedback? Like, can I make well, how was your experience as, like, an indie artist cutting at Starstruck? Like, was there ways that we could improve or, like, tailor more to you? Like, she wanted genuine feedback. And I'm like, what? Like, you want feedback from little old me? I mean, it was so cool. We sat in there and talked for, like, 25 minutes. Like, Nan Kelly came and sat down, and we just had girl chat. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, it still feels like a dream. Like, maybe it was actually a dream, and I'm – it was like a dream that felt real, but like I left and I was like, that just happened on my mind. But it just shows you like who she was, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I had the same experience with Reba, basically the same experience, minus the whole, whole uh, recording to you thing. Uh, um, I met her at a luncheon for the songwriter that that uh, my aunt and uncle had 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 extra tickets for. Uh, so uh so knowing how 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 uh much a music fan I was and still I am, uh they they I sent me the tickets. Uh, so I got to meet her. I met Barbara Mandrell who is Oh my gosh. Just one of who 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 is just uh Another one of the absolute sweetest humans ever, and I was completely freaking out. Uh, I'm um, sure. Um, I met Kenny. Uh, I met Kenny Chesney, who, who wow. at the time, uh, I was a star, but not near as big of a star as he is now. If that makes any right. sense to you. Absolutely. So, so I mean, I think in night I was like, "Is this actually happening? Is this actually my right? life?" You're like, am I really in my body? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and that sort of begs my next question for you: uh, um, whether you're on stage performing or or in the writing room, um, has there ever been that moment where you're just like, is this actually is this actually my life? Oh yeah, it usually happens um, when I'm on stage. And I, I, I say this, I don't know if I say this, like, on interviews all the time, but I definitely say it to, like, friends or family that, like, that moment where there's this unexplainable, like, but also very tangible connection or, like, energy thing. It feels like you can, like, reach out and grasp it between you and the crowd. Almost like you've been on a big old roller coaster together and, like, you're like, what? Like, but in this moment, and you just look around, and you're like, oh. And, like, I tend to, tend to, like, remind me of that moment I feel 
or have felt when I was in the audience, but I felt that same moment. But, like, me being on stage and being completely myself, um, you know, flaws and all, um, but, like, being, you know, the opposite of that moment, it's always, like, what? Is this my life? Like, it's just, I always have to check myself of going, like, hey, remember yesterday when you thought that um, you should be doing more, that you were enough, or you saw someone doing something that, you know, made you go, oh, when I think of that, or someone else got an opportunity you're hoping for, excited about, um, like, remember that yesterday or last week or last month, like, because, ah, uh, you know, little 10-year-old Brynn who wanted to um, be making music videos like Jody Messina, um, like, look at where you're at right now, like, you are in front of people performing your own songs, like, for these people, and you could be that for someone, Um so that's always amazing, um, and it usually doesn't happen in the writing room, but definitely when I am in like in my car after a co-write, it's like this super exciting like high, like you're just like oh my god, it's like you just made magic, um, <laughs> and you're like wait, I write songs, like I create something out of nothing, what? Um, so yeah, that's it's always a a kind of pinch me moment but also like today I got a a really uh, moving um, message online from a girl that um, I mean I'm not going to like blast her story but um, she was just in a really dark place and something um, had happened that made her like like she was just going through a big life change and sad and so she was saying she was um, she got in her car to, um, it was like really suddenly that so she got in her car to like drive to CVS and get ice cream, to, like eat her feelings, which um, I told her like, that's me too. Like I would I, mm-hmm. like fish food, Ben and Jerry's, that's my go-to when I need to eat my feelings. Um, and she said that she plugged in her phone and a song I wrote 10 years ago called Not That Girl that like, I cringe when I hear the demo of that song. So I'm like, oh, I would do it so differently now. Um, she said that it came on and it made her feel like everything was going to be okay and that she had like sass again and she was like and I'm not that girl like so I don't have to like like I'm going to be okay here and um that moment was like a pinch me moment like whoa like that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is like make music like that and share that with people Oh yeah. Uh now um in the next five minutes or so that we've got, uh, um I wanna talk about uh about this uh, the song that we just played, seventy two. Yeah. Uh, it may be uh, that song may be my new favorite song ever. I'm not gonna lie to oh you. Oh my gosh, no way. Uh, 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 when we played it earlier, uh, um, that was my first time, um, first time ever hearing it all the way through because I have oh a policy God. that, that, that I don't play music on the show until we have the artist on. So, so, uh, that was my first time hearing it all the way through and I was like, Holy wow. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, but 
uh, aside from aside from this new single, uh, what's coming up for you? Um, on the rest of the year. Um, we have some uh, some fun shows coming up. I'm really um, digging into a lot of like good, just like co-writes, and I have I've, as I've been like touring a lot this summer. I've um, just been collecting uh, so many song ideas, and so I'm excited to like get them into the writing rooms and um, make them come to life. Um, and I'm trying to get the rest of my project finished so I can get it out there and, like, continue this, you know, amazing journey that 72 has really uh, launched for me. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited. I just had a really good co-write today. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're still – I mean, we just put out the music video for 72, like, a few weeks ago. So we're definitely going to be continuing to push that. And um, – yeah. You know, so ride this train a little bit and, yeah, just keep making music and playing shows and connecting with people. Absolutely. And and I can't wait till the full project comes out because because I am such a, I am such a music fan and a music nerd that, mm-hmm. and this is weird, I know it's going to sound weird, but uh, I'm one of those people that will, uh, that will listen to an album top to bottom all the way through. Uh because because I'm genuinely curious as to as to what the entire album brings to the table. I don't think that's weird. I do the exact same thing. Um it really depends on the artist too. If it's an artist that I know like wasn't intentional about the order they put them in, I'm like, okay, shuffle what you got. But for the most part I'm like top to bottom I want to know all the ins and outs of it, like the little quirks. Why? Are you, like, what story are you telling with the whole thing? You know. Well, right. So it's um, not weird at all. Okay. Uh, before we let you go, I did have a couple more questions for you. Sure. Uh, Bring them on. And this next question I got is a bit of a doozy. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, you're stranded on a deserted island, and you can only take three things with you. What are you taking? Oh, easy. Uh, my guitar, my dog Molly, and um, ooh, that's really hard too. Um, a boat, so I'm not stranded. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh. Before we wrap, uh, is there anything that we uh, haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about? Um, I mean, no. I just I'm really grateful for you to for your time and you sharing, you know, your listeners with me and, and sharing my music out there for all your kind words. And I'm just inspired by you doing all this and like, yeah, I can just feel the love you have for this industry and for the country music and it's like. So exciting for me and like invigorating. It makes me want to keep doing this. So thank you. Absolutely. And 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 I started this podcast with only one goal in mind to uh, 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 to give some some incredibly talented people like yourself 
a place to come and 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 share your stories and your songs and and just be heard in an industry where where y'all might not get that opportunity. Thank you. I love it. Well, and, we're all in the booth together, and, and I hope people get to hear you too. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's not about me. So, so it's about y'all. It's not about me. It's never been about me. Never will be about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I think with that, um, I think we're gonna I'll let you go and uh, and let you get back to your evening. But, but. I could honestly talk to you. I talk with you all night. Oh, right back at end. you. I just do not want to stand. Oh, <laughs> but but yeah, we can do it again yeah, anytime. How about that? Absolutely. Oh, and and your manager is the sweetest. Uh, I tell her I said that. I will. I will. Martha or Melissa? Uh, Martha. Yes, I love Martha. Martha and Martha my mom is, are share a birthday, which I love. <laughs> Melissa is oh, also so very Martha sweet. If you haven't um, met her, she's amazing. Just sweetest. Uh, tell her yeah. I said that. But um, I, I, um, I think we're gonna gonna I'll let you go and let you get back to your evening. But I uh, thank you again for doing this, and you know you've got to open invitation back anytime. Um, well, thank you. Well, I will come back anytime you have me. So we'll do this again for sure. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Brian, okay? All right. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you later. Have a good night. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with, with the lovely Miss Brian Black. I so did not expect it to go as long as it did. But like I told Brian, I talk to her all night long. <laughs> but anyway, um, next Tuesday at 4.30 Central, we have one of my absolute dearest friends and favorite people, uh, the lovely Miss Alexander Korn, uh, on the show with us. So I think with that, I think I'm going to um, um, end the episode right here. And, and uh, well, I, um, I think I'm going to um, end the episode right here. Uh, um, you've been listening to Put Days with Murph. Thank you, and goodbye. With Lucky Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.